In his 1999 song, The Greatest, singer Kenny Rogers weaves a story. Little boy in a baseball hat Stands in the field with his ball and bat In the story, the little boy is in a field tossing a ball to himself and swinging his bat. He misses every time. And the ball goes up and the ball comes down Swings his bat all the way around The world's so still you can hear the sound The baseball falls to the ground But the boy doesn't give up. He just figures out what he thinks he's best at. Says I am the greatest That is a fact But even I didn't know I could pitch like that Today on Stories and Strategies, when you figure out what you're good at, is there a spot for you on the team? Do you fit? Does your team fit for you? Looking at culture and values through both an employee and a company lens. My name is Doug Downs. My guest is Jolene Ondrick from Eye on Culture. Hello, Jolene. Hey, Doug. How are you? I'm good, and I'm glad you could join us today. Jolene is an independent consultant specializing in culture and communication. She helps businesses with culture assessments, plans and implementation, communication strategies, and customized workshops providing coaching to teams and leaders. And full disclosure, Jolene, as you know, I have been a patron of one of your workshops. Thanks for joining me. I'm excited. Yes. Well, Jolene, the, the Kenny Rogers song sees the boy make a discovery, which at first glance, it appears to be a cute childlike declaration. He can't hit the ball, so he must be a great pitcher. But it, a deeper look at that song and the metaphor that it's bringing forward, it, it shows someone who is becoming more self-aware and willing to revisit their goals. This is true, Doug, for both individuals and businesses. Really, it comes down to a person's experience. So when we're employees, we often don't step back from our role in the organization and evaluate how well the company actually fits for us. And when I say fit, I don't really mean that it fits for our skill set or the work that we necessarily do. I'm talking about how it actually feels to be part of the organization. And is it more than just a job? Long time ago, when I was working for a company, I was facilitating a session with a senior vice president, and he said something that resonated with me. I'm going to paraphrase right here, but mm -hmm. he said, it doesn't matter what you get paid or the job you do. If the company's values don't align with yours, you're not likely going to be happy, and the company is not likely going to be happy with you. So I think about this as having like a small rock in your shoe. You can tolerate it for a while, but eventually it'll become a blister and you're gonna need to do something about it. Values are really that foundation of your organizational culture. Everything that you do, how you work, how you interact with your employees, your contractors, your vendors, your stakeholders, and how you make decisions is filtered through these values. This for me is what creates that employee experience. Mm, interesting. Are so I, sometimes for me, I, first of all, I, I really believe in what you're saying about culture and values. 
it, it feels like a lot of the values I read on websites and mission statements, they all seem to sound the same, don't they? Isn't everybody just kind of saying the same thing? It's true. You'll see big words like respect and integrity, trust and teamwork. Those are really big values for an organization. And often when I have a client that uses those big words, I ask them what it means. There's this author named Judith Glassier, and she has this book called Conversational Intelligence. And one of the things that she talks about is double clicking. And what double clicking really means is when somebody throws out a big word like in respect or integrity, we want to ask the person what that means. And I think this is what companies really need to do is rather than throwing out these giant words, what are these words actually mean? What do they look like when people act and are living them every day? That is so refreshing to hear. I, I have to admit, early in my career, uh, when I was getting used to the vernacular of communications, I'd see these big words, I'd hear leaders talking these big words, and I was of that mindset, they all get it. Why don't I get it? And that was what was scaring me. So how, how can I test to see if the company values and cultures are a fit for me? How do I run a test on that? You need to go inside and really ask yourself, do they align with your personal values? And I think this is one of the things that people, they probably know their personal values, but haven't spent time really looking at what they are and what's important to them. And I don't think that a company's values and your personal values necessarily have to be a one-to-one -one match. I think it's more about, is there something in conflict between any of them? And a great question to ask is, what do you stand for and what's important to you? The next thing is to take a look at those company values and say, okay, are they a piece of paper that are, is on the wall or on the table? or just words on a website? Or do you see your colleagues and leaders living them in every interaction they do, both internally and externally? And then what in that organization really enables you to live those values? What do you see that's getting in the way? And as a person and an individual, how can you help change that? And I think the other factor is looking at fit factors. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is most people are looking at new ways of working or, or how things are going. And it's really a matter of does the work that you're doing fit for your lifestyle or the lifestyle that you want? So making sure you ask the question is, is it a fit for you? The flip side is the fit for the company. Time for some sage advice from the world of sitcom television <laughs> in this clip from The Office, the U.S. version distributed by NBC Universal Television Distribution. Michael Scott pontificates on how his team was assembled. The world sends people your way. Ryan came to me through a temp agency. Andy was transferred here. No idea where Creed came from. The point is, you just have to play with the cards that you're dealt. Jim, that guy is an ace. Dwight is my king on my sleeve. Phyllis is my old maid. <laughs> uh, Jolene, fit is something all companies are looking for in leaders and in employees in general. Most interviews now are called fit interviews. 
that process is intended to be for both the employer and the prospective employee. But stepping back here, is fit the thing that we should be going for? It's part of the answer. Hopefully what we see in most organizations is that they're looking for people that fit with the skills, the education, and the experience that is required for the role. And if the person fits in their company's culture, if they're doing a really good job, they're likely hiring based on their company's values. This is an assumption that they actually have them and not all companies do. I spend a lot of time helping companies refresh as well as create values. So it's not true that they exist in every organization, mm. but let's assume they have them. So if a company starts with a description of culture and the values in the job posting, hopefully what they're also doing is including some of those questions based on values for the interviewee in the interview. And what I mean by this is that they're asking questions that are really looking for those behaviors that align with the company's values and the culture. And if a company was a star and going even further, what would create an even better employee experience is to take the company to the next level, which is creating a culture of belonging. I often think about the Brene Brown quote. She says, if I get to be myself, I belong. If I have to be like you, I fit in. Hmm. What belonging really means is being accepted and that you're part of something. If executives want to take ownership, and I hear this a lot, and foster an environment, belonging is a place to start. But what's important to remember is that this requires focus and effort. Conviction and belonging. Here's a quick clip from the 1997 movie Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, distributed by Buena Vista Pictures. Michelle, Lisa Kudrow, is consoling Romy, Mira Sorvino, at their high school reunion in Tucson, Arizona. All I ever wanted was for people to think that we were better than we were in high school. And now we're just a stupid joke, just like we always were. No, Romy. Can I tell you the truth? I never knew that we weren't that great in high school. I mean, we always had so much fun together. I thought high school was a blast. And until you told me that our lives weren't good enough, I thought everything since high school was a blast. I think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. The hell with everyone else. Oh, that movie just, yeah. it makes me laugh every time, especially when they're talking about inventing post-its. They just are making stuff up to make themselves feel like they've done more. It's such a good show. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time, but that is a good one. Um, that difference between fit and belonging, as soon as you said the word belonging, I mean, it's so subtle, but it's critical and it just it registered for me. Um, what that requires, it stands out to me, is an intentional focus on culture. And that's where you come in. So how do you help people understand themselves and not their aspirational selves? And how do you help organizations do the same? I get to work with some great individuals, teams and organizations. What we do is we start with getting an insight on behavior. So behavior for me is something that really is the essence of what culture is in an organization. And it's something that's beyond engagement. 
it shows that somebody is actually living the values and that I can help them communicate and gain momentum and connecting the dots between what an employee's role is, how they behave, what they do to that vision and mission of the organization so they can see themselves within the company. One of the things that we can't assume is that people inherently know what is expected when it comes to company culture. So you know that I often work with HR and communications to assess their company culture and develop a plan that helps employees understand what those goalposts really are and how we can provide information to employees about the values how leaders can play a role in helping to talk about the values and have a conversation with their reporting teams and how we can, in the essence of weave those values into the fabric of the organization through programs like employee stories or recognition, performance, and hiring so that they can intentionally develop their culture. I also spend some time with individuals and teams to understand their personality and communication style. Harvard Business Review has done a number of studies where they say that 87% of communication challenges in an organization are because of personality. Mm. So I use psychometric tools like Lumina Spark to help develop customized workshops that really help people connect to each other, connect to their purpose as a team, and connect to the purpose of the organization. Mm. And that brings us back to the opening song about the little boy. He keeps swinging and missing, and surely he doesn't belong on the team. But then he makes an important self-discovery about an equally valuable contribution. He can pitch. At least he believes he does. How many employees should be doing the same self-examination if things aren't currently working, either in their jobs or in their careers? I think it would be great for people to look at are they actually a batter or a pitcher? <laughs> One thing is certain, and that is change. Organizations are changing all the time, whether they're adding new technology, hiring new leaders and employees, changing the way people work. So I think people should be reflecting all the time. If things aren't working for somebody, then it's definitely time for an evaluation. Mm -hmm. So this is not me saying, hey, you need to get a new job or a career. It's about getting clear on what's important to you, your personality, your communication style, your values, and what you stand for is the place to start. If you've taken any kind of a personality assessment, pull that out and start talking to friends and colleagues and family. The little boy in the song, he looked at his contribution to the team through an entirely different lens. When you talk to people, you're gathering insight that they can offer on a different perspective and possibilities. Once you have this, the next step is likely a few small changes. Even more likely, it's a conversation a person ha needs to have. Either they didn't know they needed to have it or they have been avoiding it. It's time to lean in, as Brene Brown says, and have the conversation. It's amazing what talking will actually do. And the hardest part is just getting started. I'm sure it feels better afterward. One thing we should point out is that this not only applies to organizations, to employees within those organizations, but to individual consultants in communications as well. 
Oh, I totally agree, Doug. Consultants really need to get clear on their own values. They really need to understand the clients they serve, even their workday, their ideal environment and their personality. This is really for me, that's one of my values is find the joy, find what fits for you and work with the people that are going to bring you that joy. If you understand this, what a fit is, what you stand for, how you operate and the kind of business that you want, you will absolutely attract the kinds of clients you want to work with and you'll create your own success. Oh, Jolene, this episode has been just like the, uh, the session that I took with you. I, I was thinking throughout it and I found myself thinking in the days and weeks afterwards. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, I really appreciate being here. Thanks for having me, Doug. If you'd like to send a message to my guest, Jolene Ondrick, you can email her at Jolene, J-O-L-E-N-E, at ionculture.ca, E-Y-E, onculture.ca. Oh, and you can also join Jolene's Culture Design Coach Facebook group. Jolene, this is brand new. It is. So I'd love to have people join the community and we can have conversations about culture. Great. And maybe you belong there as opposed to fit. If you liked what you heard, would you do us a favor and recommend this podcast to one friend? And if you have an idea for an episode or just want to tell us something, send us a note at info at jgrcommunications.com. Thanks for listening.